welcome to the JK Games, the gaming podcast where we bring you the gaming news we care about. And maybe some that we don't. And whether you play on easy mode or you like a good challenge, this is a show where we can potentially level up your gaming knowledge. Today we have a special guest. Say hello, special guest. Hello, special guest. <laughs> This is Josh. Um, we wanted to have Josh on today because he is quite the interesting uh, gamer. We wanted to interview him thoroughly. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yes, he's actually probably our best gamer friend. He knows Aww. the most about games. No offense. And uh, I mean, he's wearing a Nintendo hoodie right now. That's just a coincidentally, too. I wear this like every day. Yeah, actually, <laughs> yeah. you do. Just my comfy hoodie. Right. But yeah, today's yeah, episode is going to be a little different. Um, sorry, Jerick, I interrupted you. We're doing this remotely, which typically we kind of sort of do it remotely sometimes, but like, we're bear with us this episode. Um, but yeah, today's <laughs> episode is going to be a little bit different. Um, Jerick, you want to take it away? But yeah, this episode, we have a special guest, our friend Josh. Um, he is a diehard Nintendo fan and has educated me on so many cool Nintendo facts and just really if I have to ha if I have any questions about Mario he's my go-to dude um yeah we've been friends for a while and I've been wanting him on the show since day one so we finally made it happen <laughs> um so I'm really excited we have some questions for him and a segment where we are talking some Nintendo news that we are going to get his insight um on that topic but before we get to everything, Josh, um, Kayla, do you want to run us, run us through the loadout this week? Yeah. So if you're new here, our loadout is essentially where we just load up and run down what the episode's going to look like. Um, and shout out our socials so you can follow us over on there. Um, so our Instagram and our Twitter is going to be at JK Games Podcast. Um, typically, we do like a question of the week where you guys can participate. Um, this week, we do not have one because we have questions for Josh. Um, but our again, our <laughs> Twitter and our Instagram is at JK Games Podcast. Um, over on our Twitch, if you want to go follow us there, we stream sometimes. We're going to start doing that more often. Um, and it is at JK Games Cast. Um, of course, if you have any questions comments concerns um you know comments whatever email is uh jkgamespodcast at gmail.com if you want to just chat come over and just chat um and don't yeah, forget send us an email yeah just email us like <laughs> let's kick it old school uh, and don't forget of course to leave us a review on whatever platform you are listening on please please sorry i didn't mean to yell that was so loud <laughs> <laughs> please leave us a review yeah um so Anywho. today do we want to do our easy mode do we want to all chat about what we're playing right now well yeah it's of the course. easiest thing to talk about <laughs> so yeah let's kick it off uh josh what have you been playing Ooh, this so is so cool to be on this side of it you know um, yeah. you're so professional professional podcasters here <laughs> Um, we're trying yeah <laughs> what have i been playing not too much lately i i did beat last of us um it's hard for me to beat games these days but me too I, I was able to beat that and talk to you guys about that of course um interestingly enough uh last night i jumped on no man's sky with a few of our Ooh. friends um they constantly update that game um you know i played it when it first came out a little and and you know, there's some controversy, but um, course, I kept checking yeah. in on it every couple months, you know, as they updated it. When the VR update came out, I tried it in um, VR. It was really cool. 
and um, I jumped in it last night. And I actually had a really good time. They've added a lot of quests and different missions you can do, and uh, I think I'm probably going to check it out after this. Go back Ooh. in there. I've been itching to get back into it, too. It's really so. good. I've actually and the soundtrack is the amazing, too. One of the best soundtracks. Oh, yeah. Josh is a video game soundtrack connoisseur, if you will. Uh, yes, he, he is. <laughs> he's who I go to for any suggestion. Uh, that's awesome. I've actually never played it. Um, it actually does seem like something I would really like, though, is the thing. Um, no, I've never played it. I think it would be really fun to do the VR as well, though. I think Erica, it'd be even you better if you've never played it because um, really? for someone who's kind of played it just here and there over the years, it's actually kind of confusing because they keep changing things or adding things, making it better. But I, I, I sometimes think like, oh, you know, wasn't it this way you did something or that way, but it's like totally different now. I think it'd be a lot easier just coming as a new player <laughs> because you don't really know like all the different things they've changed. So right. it would just seem like a really nicely polished game from the get go. Yeah, I just get to enjoy it as it is. So. I that, really hope that happens with Anthem. I sort of do. I just want them to have some kind of success. I keep <laughs> thinking they're going to sit on it long enough and they're going to come out I of the, so the woodwork and blow us out of the water with that game. It's just going to be Anthem. Was it Beyond? What, what do they call it? Uh, I can't even no remember. Oh, I No Man's Sky. Well, they've with- changed it, you know, like multiple times. So yeah. yeah, I can't keep up. I don't remember what they're on now, but... I don't know. I'm hoping for the same thing. And they, they're taking the same approach. I know this is not an Anthem podcast, but Anthem uh, <laughs> development has been really quiet. And it's for good reason, I hope. Um, just because the same thing happened with No Man's Sky. They went really quiet. Then, bam! Yeah. New game. Or, right. Well, updated with sort all these cool game, features. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm intrigued. Yeah, for sure. I would definitely be interested. Are you playing it? What are you playing it on, Josh? I'm playing it on pc um it you know it originally you know it's a ps4 game as well so i yeah. think it's on like everything now though so oh, okay. um mm-hmm. actually it's funny because i play on pc with the keyboard and a mouse because i think you know usually with a first person game it's kind of easier to do that but anytime i get on a spaceship i use my um, kind of xbox controller and I, <laughs> I pick that up and then it's it's almost like i'm actually getting in a ship and like you know, holding on to like the ship controls. And so I always will like <laughs> steer the ship with my Xbox controller. And then when I land, I put the controller down and go back to keyboard and mouse. That's so funny. Kind of weird, you but just, like, the I, I think it's fun like that. Yeah, it's I think neat. it's kind of fun. Yeah, it's neat. a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's what you've been playing lately? Mostly that. Um, I did boot up the last episode of Life is Strange 2, finally. Um, Woo! Because, you know, I've been trying to beat that so I could talk to Jarek about how that ends. Uh, Huge Life is Strange fan. So um, I need to go ahead and just finish it. They're not that long. So I'm I'm on the last one, too. Yeah, you need to check it out. No, you're not the last one. I've never played it, um, but I've heard really good good. things about it. So, yeah. Um, Jarek, what you been playing? Still on my ghost kit, Ghost of Tsushima. 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 Try to say it fast and I still butcher it. Um... (laughs) But no, it's uh, it's been one of those games that I still can't really place. I can tell you I'm having a great time, and I can't put it down when I'm mm-hmm. actually able to sit down and play it and focus just in on it. Uh, but I'm easily distracted in the game. As soon as there's a fox trying to take me to a den to like uh, honor and worship, um, and because I'm addicted to the the vanity items, so you get vanity items if you find a fox's den mm-hmm. or a bird can like take you somewhere, and I'm like. I have a new headband or a hat <laughs> or something for my character, Jen. Um, so I like um, customizing characters. So I'm just a sucker for that. 
Yeah. So anytime that happens, I get distracted from the main quest so easily. So I don't know <laughs> if I'm ever going to beat this game. I like um, that it has those kind of rewards, you know? It makes it feel yeah. kind mm-hmm. of meaningful to explore. Right. Yeah. So, like, yeah, everything, all the side stuff, even most of the side quests, I don't feel bad about doing or I don't dread. Um which is a good thing, but also a bad thing because I may not finish the game right. anytime soon. <laughs> it's a pretty long game from um, what I saw, right? Like, it's it's going to be a yeah, lot. Yeah, I've just... I just discovered that there... I think there's three parts of the map, um, and Act 1 is just, like, the southern tip of the island. Mm-hmm. So I, I finally got to Act 2 last night, um, and it opened up the middle of the island. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> this is a lot larger than I thought it was going to be. So, uh... Yep, still grinding on that. That's awesome. Uh, unlocking the stances and having uh, standoffs and sneaking up like a ghost I am. <laughs> Do you play more in like a sneaky style or a samurai like showdown style? It depends. Most of the time I, I do like to sneak around because I really enjoy that aspect for like Assassin's Creed. Like yeah. It plays, it's, it reminds me a lot of Assassin's Creed to be honest. Interesting. Um, mm-hmm. hmm. So I try to sneak around. I use a bow a lot. I love using a bow and arrow in most games so I'm even the last of us oh yeah yes <laughs> even the last that's the best bow oh. it's the best bow uh I but yeah with i'm it, having man. a good time with it i hopefully hope to beat it soon uh maybe if the foxes won't keep coming out of their dens and <laughs> luring me by saying we got a little headband you can get or charm like, or something that's funny so yeah the game's good i mean i was a little concerned when it first came out like i didn't think I'd get into it, but I, it's addicting enough where I, it's hard for me to put it down. It's definitely going on my list. <laughs> I was going to say, have you started it yet, Josh? No, yeah. I have not. Just, uh, it's hard to get into long games, you know, so. It is. Yeah. Like, dude, it's, I understand. I understand. Josh has a lot going on too. I, I, uh, thought about picking it up and I, I might still eventually pick it up, but after The Last of Us Part Two, I wanted something a little lighter <laughs> um, and a little something, you know. And so I actually t- just today picked up uh, Paper Mario, the Origami King. Oh, yeah. And yes. I love it. I love the art. Um, I feel like I've played a Paper Mario game before, but I don't. Wasn't there one on the GameCube? Is, yeah, that's the best that, one. Right? That's the one. I played that one. Yeah. Yeah, that um, one's the best one. I loved it, but I'm, I'm loving it so far. I mean, I haven't played much at all, but I, I love the art. I love the game. It, it looks really good. Um, but that's what I've been playing mainly lately. You know, every once in a while I'll hop on Apex, but I haven't been doing that a lot lately. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I've been up to. So Kayla's still it. moving into her house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I know that feeling. A, in the midst. I put a different background so it looks more appealing. Uh, currently, Jerrica <laughs> is in front of Ellie and Dina. <laughs> um, yep. I'll, I'll have Chilling to, the I'll have to take them. a picture for Instagram. <laughs> Hold on. Smile. Oh, yeah. yeah, listeners can't see it. Yeah, I want them to experience this. I like this. Okay. Okay. It is distracting <laughs> a little it. bit because uh, Jerrica's head's like next to Dina's armpit. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the one before this, though, it looked like she was kissing her. It was a great angle. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, really, we don't have much of a normal mode this week. Um, there's not a whole lot of news, unless you guys have anything that you wanted to mention. I'm not yet. <laughs> I'm just a guest something. here. Well, yeah, Josh, there's, you know? the, right. There is, of course, I, I definitely want us to talk about with Josh the Nintendo stuff, but that, that'll be part of our news as well. So like, uh, we, we did something different this week than our, 
last week we had our episode our last episode was just on friday so it's only yeah. been a few days that's true so not yeah a lot of, not a lot of hot news but we if you haven't checked out last week's episode we put out on a friday it was right after the xbox game showcase so we talked a little bit about the games we saw there um hot off yeah. the press um as they say at the devolver direct check a look <laughs> i love that <laughs> Let's check a look. check a look at that if you haven't already so not a lot of news this week. So what we're going to focus on, um, I guess, is just chilling out with Josh. Yeah. Wow. Cool. We had or, a, you know, we did have a topic that we wanted to, that we did want to talk about. Um, oh, yeah. For we can all talk about mode. it together yes. in our expert yeah. mode. So normal modes is going to be a little bit different. It's not going to be our news. It's going to be more of like just chatting with Josh. And then our expert mode today is going to be talking about game prices. Um, Mm -hmm, Jerrica had this idea about, you know, discussing like, should, is it a common, is this a topic going on right now? I feel like I've been under a rock. Like this, is this something being talked about? Yes, because recently, um, I don't think they'll go up in price. We'll get to it in a little bit. We'll have this discussion. Yeah. Was it NBA? Yes. 2K price. Yeah. The next NBA 2K one or whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) was supposed is i think is was posted as like hold on Six, i think it was 79 dollars uh, yeah well huh? that's more wild. than 59 more than 59 more than 59 the biggest yeah. thing is like their game was gonna be more than 59 doll hairs doll hairs so that's why i figured okay. we t- we chat about it cause yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Of, i just wasn't sure if something like something like set it off which that would be something that's that, set it off that definitely yeah. would yeah um that's crazy yeah we'll definitely have to talk about that um, but do we want to go ahead and get into questions for Josh? Allow yeah, him to it. intro himself. Um, all right, Josh, so. <laughs> tell us about yourself. Oh boy, it's like a panel <laughs> interview. Yeah, it um, is. I feel like we're at a con. I guess. A yeah, it is. Like yourself. I'm just this random person on your podcast. Um, no. Well, basically, um, I uh, used to stream actually a lot on Twitch. Um, with uh, one of my friends brian um almost full time like we were, ended up getting to the point where we we're doing almost five days a week um wow. multiple hours a night and, and you know a little bit burned out from that you know do it but uh it was fun we did it for uh, about a year almost a year straight um and w- way before that um i had a brief like little stint right out of high school with a nintendo fan site and I honestly didn't do much there, mostly just hung on the forums, but um, I did end up getting to go to E3 because of that um, on a press pass for like three years in a row. This was like wow. way back in 2005 or so, 2004, 2005, 2006, something like that. And so um, got to go to a couple Nintendo press conferences. This kind of like, I've always been obsessed with Nintendo like since I was a child. And so that was kind of one of my goals, you know, since I turned 18 or was able to like go to um, E3, like I want to go and I actually got to go and go to the press conferences, which was really cool. Um, after the streaming stuff, I wanted to do a podcast on video game music. And so I actually had done a pilot episode of that. We recorded one um, and then people just kind of got busy and we never really took it much further than that. Um I guess I'm just giving you the history of all my like half-started projects, (laughs) but I have a whole list. Kind of, um, 
more recently though in about october uh me and the friend brian that we you know um street we used to stream uh we started a video game company so now strangely yeah. enough we're indie developers i guess it's so weird to kind of say because it doesn't really feel like that um uh, but awesome, we did start something <laughs> and we've been kind of slowly of course starting kind of prototyping in october and then 2020 is probably the worst year to yeah. launch something <laughs> like that so uh, you know, I'm not going to lie, it's been a little bit rough trying to like, you know, work through some of the logistics mm -hmm. of it and, and even be inspired or be creative during this time. Like it's just been hard right. um, just because of everything that's going on in the world, not just COVID, just COVID and social justice and all this stuff. It's just hard to like kind of focus on creativity, you know? Right. So, mm -hmm. but that's still going on. And, um, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm been at least trying to learn something every day if, if, I don't want to have any 0% days is what I try to tell myself. So even if I can't kind of progress whatever we're doing, I at least want to like learn or add value or something to that. So yeah, um, I awful. guess my other claim to fame, I credit myself with getting jerk into Mass Effect. So really? <laughs> I did not Josh, know this. if anything, when your time is here, you, you've got to leave that on your 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 earn your that's your my achievements <laughs> it's so important your achievements include you introduced me to mass effects wow. that changed my life and then i got her playing that and like how do you like it and then what character you make she's like some you know i made this guy is like no 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 you gotta start over you gotta be yeah. the female captain shepherd yeah it, you know there's a whole story behind it what a perspective <laughs> i had i just thought it was gonna be a better experience at the time usually the male characters like, no, had you, better you, actors you that. right so, so I guess my that's life, Josh. that's me in a at least from a gaming perspective uh, in a right. nutshell in a tiny like a uh, uh, perspective there, summary yeah yeah <laughs> but well, I do you know I love Nintendo ones. I love video game music um, and you know in another life I probably could have kept streaming and maybe done some YouTube <laughs> stuff I, well actually we still have some stuff kind of like on the back burner just but 2020 makes it hard to film stuff but. Also, you're a foodie, Josh. You're a fast foodie. Well, yeah, I was going to say, maybe not like some refined palate, but I do like junk food. <laughs> I was finally able to find these uh, Wendy's Baconator Pringles, you know, giving those a try. <laughs> uh, they're great. Josh is the go-to person for like any kind of like obscure, like uh, random snack. Snack. Like, yeah. That's, he's Josh. definitely... You may know this, actually, since we're on the topic of snacks. There's these pickled Doritos that I can't seem to find. I've never had pickled Doritos. So that sounds interesting to me. I'll have to look into that. I love pickles. I really so. want to try them. I, I can't. Are they in America or are they them. like a different country? You know, there's a lot of regional. They're, they're here. Okay. I just, they're not at I'll grocery stores. I've, I, some people got them at gas stations. So I'm tempted to order them on eBay and I'll let you try them if I do that. Okay. <laughs> sounds good. But yeah, if you ever want a weird snack recommendation, definitely hit Josh up. He's your guy. <laughs> well, what else you got um, for me? Jerrica, you want to ask him the next one? Yes. All right, Josh, we have a few more questions for you. What first got you into gaming? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Um, that's a good question. Uh, honestly, it was probably uh, my first memory of it. Um, I think it was like Christmas around... It was probably 1989. I think I was like four. Um, you know, we got an NES 
and just playing, you know, Super Mario Brothers. Um, I didn't have a ton of games growing up, even like later getting a Super Nintendo. I would usually have to borrow games from like family friends. I would only get like games for like birthday and Christmas, you know, like one game for my birthday and one game for Christmas. So I'd have to borrow a lot or go to Blockbuster. I'd go to Blockbuster like all the time. Um, (laughs) You know, one of my favorite games on Super Nintendo is Earthbound and uh, for a while I didn't have it, um, but it was at Blockbuster and so I would, you know, go there and I'd, I'd rent it from there and I'd play as far as I could and but it it's a really hard game especially when you're like a kid as far as like knowing where to go you know the game when you bought it came with the player's guide because it's like they would figure people just wouldn't know where to go and so i would just go as far as i could and then i would try to rent it again like a week later or something and uh hopefully my save file was like still on that cartridge or like hopefully i would get the same cartridge from blockbuster (laughs) you know because they have like different cartridges and i remember one time i got one and there was like someone had like almost beat it and so i loaded up his save and it was like this crazy place I'd never seen before yet. And I was like, so excited, you know, to see that. It was really cool. Cool memory. That's good. But yeah, really like the NES started it for me. um, And I grew up as like kind of a hardcore Nintendo person, like anti-Sega, anti-Sonic, you know, like one of those, like, I guess you'd say like a fanboy. I've really, once Final Fantasy moved to PlayStation, I, I really liked Final Fantasy. So once they, you know, Final Fantasy seven and then eight came out on PlayStation, um, I actually ended up getting a PlayStation just because I, I liked Final Fantasy so much. And that kind of broke me of any like console loyalty. Now I have whatever. I, I don't really like all that console war stuff anymore. <laughs> um, I, I, of course, Nintendo always is like my favorite, but I have, you know, PlayStation, I have an Xbox, I have PC, it's just whatever. Right. I just like games in you general now. Everything. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that was actually going to be the next question is what was your first Well, console? that's the answer. And I remember, yeah. too, um, <laughs> I remember that, uh, you know, I was only like four or five and, and Mario's pretty hard, you know. And I remember I, uh, one of my family friends who was older, he was like maybe 11 or 12 or 13 at the time. He made a VHS tape, like he recorded a VHS tape of him playing Mario to show me like where the warp worlds were in Super Mario <laughs> Brothers. And it's funny because like, that reminds me of like a, like a video tutorial like on YouTube or something, but it was like pre that, you know, it was just like a VHS really, tape he had to give me and I would, like, I would like watch it of like him that's playing. Really Pretty funny. Like a let's play. A homemade like yeah. throwback YouTube video. That's really funny. Um, so since you already answered that one, um, this is sort of in the same vein. What's your, what would you say are your favorite games of all time? Ooh, it changes a <laughs> lot. Um, I was talking about this with some friends recently. We were all trying to talk about like our top five games or something, yeah. but it's really I'm hard sure for me hard, yeah. to like, I can't say like what's one, two, three, four, five. I could say like some of my right. favorites. Um, honestly, a lot of the Super Nintendo era stuff. So I, I usually would say like Chrono Trigger, um, Earthbound, Final Fantasy VI, and Secret of Mana. So most of those are Squaresoft games or Square Enix games, but um, those are really influential to me. I love RPGs, JRPGs, and action RPGs. So those were like some of my favorite. Um, of course, any Mario game, basically. I love just Mario in general. Um, Final Fantasy series, as I mentioned, uh, pretty much I've played it like every Final Fantasy, including all the online ones for a while, like Final Fantasy oh, wow. 11 and 14. Um, so I love that series. Um, Chrono Cross uh, is a PlayStation RPG. Um, the game's not like 
that great, but the music's so good, and so like I'm obsessed with that. Um, I think probably the best game of all time, like I'm just gonna say it is Ocarina of Time for N64. I think it still holds up to this day, and what it represented when it came out, you know, is just like mm-hmm. incredible to take that franchise that was just 2D and to like mm-hmm. kind of nail it on the first shot with that game. Um, I think I, I would say that's probably like one of the best games. Um, if I had to just like rattle off a list of other games that I really like, it'd be like Um Jammer Lammy on the PlayStation. I've been like really reminiscing <laughs> about that game lately. That's the proper kind of sequel. Um, and I really like I like a lot of music rhythm games like Dance Dance Revolution, yeah. Guitar Hero, <laughs> Rock Band, Beat Saber. <laughs> uh, Beat Saber, yeah, I love Beat Saber and VR. Now that's like the that's probably the one I play the most these days. Um, is Beat Saber you got me into that. Um, so I like a lot of music rhythm games. Um, I like all kinds of stuff, really. Yeah, I would say you have a wide variety of stuff that you like, which I think is really cool. Um, my The next question is honestly my favorite question that we're going to ask you. Um, Jerrica, do you want to ask <laughs> this question that you get? Yes, we Josh. actually asked our... We've technically had like one other quote interview on this podcast with uh, Hot Wing Queen. Yeah, Hot Zach. Wing Queen. Yeah. Uh, and so I think <laughs> this is going to be like our level thing. Now. <laughs> I think this is going to be like, you know, our, our question that we always ask. I'm very curious of your answer, Josh. So, Jerrica. All right, Josh. If we had to summon you via black magic, what five items would we need to complete the summoning of Josh? So funny enough, I actually listened to that episode like a couple weeks ago because um, <laughs> I'd missed it. And... Um, so I was thinking about that also, like when, like, uh, when Zach was giving his answers, I was kind of thinking about it too. But um, the five—it's five, right? Yes, it's yes. five. So you need you need um, a teapot first of all. I yes. drink a lot of tea. You need a teapot, and then you're gonna put all the other four items in the teapot. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, it'd be a Earthbound strategy guide. I already mentioned it in this very podcast. Uh, okay. You know, um, I'm going to say a cheeseburger. <laughs> I've also already mentioned that with the Wendy's Baconator Pringles. This is like a, <laughs> you know. Um, a roll of 35 millimeter black and white film. Mm. Let's wow. say Kodak 400 Tri-X to be specific. <laughs> Um, I do I do a lot of photography. Actually, a lot of people who have made friends with me like within the last two or three years probably don't like really associate me with that as much, but um, it's still something that I consider to be a big part of at least like my artistic side is just expression through photography. Um, and then something else I mentioned, I'm going to say go ahead and throw that Chrono Cross soundtrack in there uh, by Yasunori Mitsuda. You're going to cram it all in the teapot Okay. The strategy guide, the burger, the film, the Chrono Cross soundtrack. <laughs> that was her doing that? Uh, pour some water over it. 190 degrees okay. Fahrenheit. That's what you use for oolong tea. 190. Okay. Uh, and then just let it brew in there and then, you know, poof. I wonder what that's going to taste like. You pour it out oh, and no, then wait, it's just, I'm like in a jelly Josh. blob and there I am. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey. I love that it all like just fits so nicely in the teapot and you just brew you up and then pour you out. Yeah, there you, you just go. pour There's it Josh. out like a little jelly slime. 
definitely takes shape. I wonder how that yep. would taste. Ooh, that's another good question. Random uh, surprise question. What flavor tea would you be? Like what oh, flavor? Probably um, like, probably like, um, probably like these Wendy bake Wendy's Baconator Pringles. <laughs> if it was a tea flavor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think That's so. Great. Baconator, Wendy's Baconator uh, tea. What wow. I want them to do is take the whatever powder, you know, this like MSG powder they put on the, the Pringles. <laughs> they need to reverse the crossover and put that on the Wendy's fries. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah. snap. I've yeah. never tried those chips, but that sounds great. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. We got one more, technically two like more question. questions. That's a good question. Um, if you were a Pokemon, what Pokemon would you be? Ooh, uh, this is another hard <laughs> one because I could say like, I could pick like anything really. Um, yeah. If I think about Pokemon, I'm kind of like, I like Pokemon, especially the, you know, obviously the original ones. I think a lot of people say, oh, I only like, you know, red and blue or, or fire red and leaf green. Mm -hmm. um, I think of like those original 151 and someone since I was a kid that I always picked to be on my team, like almost every Pokemon game that I feel like gets overlooked a lot is Butterfree. So I would say mm, if I was I a Pokemon, I would be Butterfree Aww. because I always liked him um, because he's kind of like unassuming, right? You, you know, you know, you don't, you don't, you always think of like Charizard or Mew or Mewtwo or Squirtle or like Geodude, you know, all the like, or Gengar. I love Gengar, but you always think of like all those kind of people, but Butterfree's mm -hmm. there and he's just kind of like hanging out and when <laughs> you least you. <laughs> expect it though see I always kept him on my team at least in the original Pokemon because he's dual type you know he has bug and flying and so you can catch people off guard with him you know he's bug type That's he's awesome. flying type a lot of people don't know what to do with that so <laughs> I do like his little face I just like That's he just so floats funny. around he's there when you need him yeah. he's trustworthy he's loyal you, you know <laughs> That's me. <laughs> that is so it funny. Almost sounds like uh, Kazooie, though. In the cartoon, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot about that too. That's a whole other kind of thing. How uh, Butterfree's portrayal yeah. in the cartoon, you know? That's funny. <laughs> um, lastly, to end it off, um, give us two of the most random or weird Nintendo facts that you know. We got a lot of those too. Um, <laughs> I don't want to pick anything like too obscure or whatever. Um, that, you know, yeah. there's probably like, you have probably have a wide range of listeners who kind of, so I'll just pick some things that would be interesting if you didn't know them. A lot of people probably know yeah. some of this kind of stuff. Um, I think a fun one that I use with like, especially people who just know of Nintendo from like Mario or maybe not into game gaming as much or, or just like don't keep up with like the companies as much. It's just the fact that Nintendo is like really old as a company. Um, they're like over a hundred. It's like 130 years old now at this point, I think. Yeah, 130. Because wow. it was about 1889 or 1890 when they were first started. So I think a lot of people don't realize that because they just associate them that. with like. Oh, there you go. See, you learned yeah. something. <laughs> so yeah, they started out in 1889 um, as a Hanafuda company. So they produce Japanese playing cards and wow. basically did that for almost a hundred years almost until they made they started kind of I mean this you could do a whole podcast on just Nintendo but uh basically they we really could yeah 
they needed more money and they started investing in other all kinds of crazy things like taxi services and hotels and stuff and eventually landed on getting into the arcade business and the rest is history right so yeah i think that's <laughs> always cool like to have a company that existed that long and is so influential still to this day um there's not like a ton of global companies like that i mean there's a few but it's pretty that's interesting crazy, to me Especially, like, I didn't realize either that it started out with playing cards. That's pretty cool. You, and really, it's been run by the same uh, the Yamauchi family from the 1889 until, like, 2000, like, the year 2000 or something. Like, crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know it that. It was the same, like, family um, that was, like, the, the CEO or whatever uh, until, wow. like, wow. R- pretty recently. Wow, that's so, so many, many generations. I think Iwata was the like, first non-Yamauchi, so. That's oh, crazy. Oh, uh, there yeah. was another. You wanted one more fact, too. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm always interested in, like, weird add-ons that never come out here. Like, um, for the N64, there was the 64DD, which is the disk drive add-on, which I, I was, like, obsessed about. Like, I would see it in magazines as a kid, and I always wanted to, like, order one. And they only had, like, a couple games for it, but I was still, like, so fascinated with it. And then another, like, lesser-known one is for the Super Nintendo. Um, it's called the Satellaview. And this thing was, like, way ahead of its time. Um, it was, like, around... I think it came out in, like, 94, 95, Japan only. But it was... Have you ever heard of Sega TV? That was actually in the U.S. Yeah, actually, I have heard of that. Sega briefly. TV was in the U.S., and it was like a channel you could like subscribe to through your cable service where you could like buy games like pay-per-view kind of to your Sega Genesis or whatever. In Japan, they had Nintendo had the Satellaview and it was like a satellite game service. Um, And it would have these one-off games that wouldn't come out like on cartridge. You would have to like download Mm -hmm. them from the satellite thing. And um, a lot of game preservation, people are interested in it because like a lot of the stuff's just lost because they would like broadcast it and then like it doesn't exist anymore. And some of it even had like, it was almost like HQ, you know, like HQ, like on your phone these days. Some of it had like a time you would go to this game and they would have like announcers um, to do like trivia and stuff, like a live broadcast but you're playing like this Super Nintendo thing. So this is like way ahead of its time because it's like almost like internet stuff, but it was not, you know, it's like almost like radio plus Super Nintendo stuff at the same time. That's crazy. Very yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, it always coming in with the good facts, Yeah, there's yeah. some games, like some Kirby games, some um, Zelda games that were exclusive to that. There was like episodic Zelda games that only came out like, almost like Life is Strange, right, in like episodes, but it would be broadcast right. on certain what? days in Japan. <gasps> and you'd have to like, it was like watching TV, but it was like playing the game like on certain days and times and stuff. Oh, and so... they were able to do like different live events like that. And um, it lasted for like a couple years, I think. I don't remember the exact day it shut down, but it was like at least four or five years in Japan. Man, why did they stop? You can look it up on YouTube, like different playthroughs. Some people have got like some, some of it of working. This, yeah. It's pretty cool though. Um, you can also just access like satellite radio channels too, like over in Japan. So like for different kind of music or different things. So it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. I definitely learned two new things today. So that's two new things I didn't know. Alrighty. So do we want to talk about the, uh, Nintendo stuff more? Yes. Uh, yeah. So go ahead. Go ahead. No, I I don't know what I'm, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know either. That's why Josh is here to help us uh, figure out some stuff. I know 
from what I've heard, Josh, there's been a, a Nintendo leak of sorts. Yeah, so um, this happened, I believe, maybe Friday or Saturday. Um, uh, it's actually pretty wild. This is it's this getting is crazier and crazier. Though. It's still happening like as right now. So um, essentially, it's sort of fortune, like most things do these days, right? <laughs> Just a simple post that was like basically a link to all these files um it seems like there's two separate leaks involved in this one involving a lot of super nintendo stuff and one involving a lot of n64 stuff um as far as where this 4chan person got it, at first people were like didn't know if it was fake or whatever but the more people have dug into it i mean this is at, if not all and most of this seems very real um and it seems like this is crazy files like from prototype games alpha games beta games things that were never meant to for the public to see um prototypes that were never released um source codes for like a lot of their super nintendo and n64 games um just all kinds of crazy stuff and i guess the one caveat to keep in mind and uh, and this is something to consider too is like the original way however whoever got this i mean this is like illegal right so like yeah. There's kind of an unfortunate kind of circumstance, which is someone kind of illegally, illegally obtained these files um, through whatever kind of hack. And um, unfortunately, too, it seems like some of the files at least had some kind of like maybe personal information that wasn't mm -hmm. removed before. You know, normally, I guess if you're going to release something like this, you'd at least try to remove like any personal information, whether it's right, right. specific names or, or correspondence or addresses or whatever, telephone numbers, whatever it is. I don't, I didn't even like look into too far, like what personal information was in there, but apparently like there's that aspect of it. So that stuff's kind of not cool, but yeah. as like a Nintendo fan, seeing yeah. some of the stuff people are digging into is really kind of exciting. <laughs> Got to admit, um, just because um, it's weird because it's stuff you're not really supposed to be seeing. And then, on my end, even though I'm like this kind of brand new developer, I guess, or whatever, um, kind of thinking of like my thought processes and the some of my drafts, whether I'm writing or putting stuff in like a, a test prototype, I, I would kind of feel weird about people finding it like 30 years later and like going through all that stuff, you know, because it's like, it's just meant for like me, you know, I don't know. It's uh, I, I do yeah. see it from that side, but um, there's some crazy stuff like on the Super Nintendo side, you know, they started, what's interesting about it has been trickling out. So they dumped all the files, but it's not so easy. It's not like you can just open them all up and just look at everything in there. Mm -hmm. It's like people that actually like know what they're doing have had to comb through these. And so because of that, we're getting stuff like day by day, hour by hour, as the people who know what they're doing are going through this stuff. Because um, they're actually having to build and program their own tools to like open some of this stuff too. Because wow. this is all like proprietary stuff. And so they've had to like literally write programs within the last 48 hours to be able to like go through and like organize some of these files. Because it's just like a list of files. Mm -hmm. um, but some of the like, I guess some of the key things, um, there's tons of stuff, but some of the key things that interested me were like, with Super Mario World, a lot of um, files pertaining to Yoshi's early designs got leaked. And so we've seen like three or four different iterations they had of Yoshi before what they landed on. And this is the kind of stuff they've never really shown before. And, and one of them was as far as being like animated in a lot of different scenes with Mario. Um, 
a funny one is you can clearly see Mario punching him in the head to release his tongue, which has always been a debate over the years. Is he pointing forward or is he hitting Yoshi in the head, you know? And in the prototype, yeah. Yoshi is definitely hitting him in the head. So it kind of like people Just are like, like wow, things you know? Like that, yeah. yeah, and you get to see that. Um, he looks a lot more lizard like with no big nose. It looks like he has no like big nose. So it's kind of weird seeing that. Yeah, I'm looking um, at a picture of it now and uh, he's skinny very really. odd. i guess you yeah. would say like he looks very skinny yeah um, I, I i'm looking at the article on polygon and there's like a grandpa yoshi i love that <laughs> yeah there's all kinds of stuff like that and then um what another one that was interesting to me there's this kind of prototype that's called super donkey and it looks like it might be an early version of Yoshi's Island because it uses some of the same kind of backgrounds and stuff but it has a, a new kind of character it looks like a weird Mario guy he kind of looks like Olimar from Pikmin actually which is weird <laughs> um, but some people think he looks like the bug spray guy from Donkey Kong 3 and the game's titled Super Donkey so some people think it might be almost like a Donkey Kong game before Donkey Kong Country happened who knows really but it's just interesting to kind of see that workflow of them experimenting with gameplay and graphic ideas, like in an unfinished state. We just never get the chance to see this kind of stuff because Nintendo is so notoriously like closed about a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And from a develop, I say from a developer point of view, like I'm like some developer, but from <laughs> from mean, someone who's know, going through are. that process at least, um, you know, there was stuff with Pokemon Diamond and Pearl that started coming out. Um, with some early betas and some of the um, early uh, designs of the game. And it's been fascinating to me looking at them use and their use of placeholder art. So they're building towns out and they're just using kind of placeholder art to block things out because that's basically exactly what I've been doing more recently in my own game, which is like, it's taken me so long to do some of the actual art that I've been just like, uh, you know, I'm just going to put some like, junk graphics here to just represent certain things and so like it's interesting to see the nintendo version of that and how they approached it so (laughs) i can kind of learn some things from this too right and that's that's kind of been neat um i just think that's so cool and on the n64 side even more you know they've shown we've seen some mario kart 64 prototypes where they had super nintendo sprites in as placeholders mario 64 kind of blew up in a lot of the news sites because they found the Luigi models finally. Yeah. Um, you know, for the longest time people said, Oh, Louis-, you know, that used to be the schoolyard rumor is you could unlock Luigi by doing like all these different things. Um, and they finally found the actual model for Luigi and were able to rebuild it and kind of get it running even, which is really cool. Interesting. So, um, and As, then uh... with Zelda, they found some of the original, like, levels that they showed like in magazines and at like um space world which is like the japan version of e3 and different things so all these magazine articles we've been seeing and just looking at for the past 20 or 30 years of like these prototype images they finally found like the actual like scenes from those and even some high-res stuff in a lot of these archives like high-res ocarina of time like item icons and like all this stuff so it's been really interesting just seeing the amount of material and all this Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. Um, has Nintendo came out and said anything about any of this oh, yet? No, or are they just kind of like. <laughs> yeah. I kinda, and again, like, I feel bad for them because, like, yeah. it is illegal. So I could see if they try to do cease and desist or whatever. I wouldn't blame right. them. And I really feel bad just, like, from the point of view that, like, 
like there, people aren't supposed to see these things and, and you know how like fan communities can be and, and some fans might now be like oh why did you cut this or why isn't why right. did you make you know why isn't this in there this is so much better than what uh, you know is, is in the game now so like I do feel bad from that point of view because it's all out there now um, and to that point actually um, I'm trying to remember the guy's name Dylan something uh, uh, basically Star Fox 2 which recently came out for the first time on uh, Dylan Cuthbert, that's his name. Star Fox 2 released on the SNES Classic. That was the first time we finally got to play it, right? It was like a hidden game. And it was actually worked on by um, a lot of non-Japanese people, um, such as Dylan Cuthbert, who you, you can look up on Twitter. Um, and he was surprised because in the leaks, some people found a tool... Uh, like a Star Fox tool that he had built, actually. And he was like, wow, like, how did people even get this stuff? He's like, I never even saw this, like, since I was making the game. And so that's, like, how we kind of can... imagine. That's how we can kind of tell some of this is definitely legit because, like, there's even these random tools that, like, these people can verify that, like, that they made. Um, And I think someone yesterday or today had even found out um, for Yoshi's Island, they found a tool that the the devs made to kind of build levels or layout levels within like the super nes environment which is like fascinating because a lot of game development in the 80s and early 90s was done kind of like just on the computer you're not really doing it like in like an editor in the game or anything like that but apparently like some of the designers in yoshi's island had kind of in-game tools to be able to like lay out levels which is like really cool actually that is awesome josh i have a question with Nintendo, or I guess, I know Nintendo has nothing to do with this, but like with all these leaks out here, do you think maybe a big Nintendo Direct will heal all the leaks? Well, and this is this is a good question <laughs> that you brought up. I think at? this part of the, the kind of why this is blowing up so much more than maybe it usually would is I think because of the lack of Nintendo news and Nintendo Directs. Because, yeah. um, you know, this is an E3 year and a lot of the other big companies have had even some of the smaller companies, right? Devolver had a big showing and, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, obviously Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo's kind of just been doing these kind of weird, like, Oh, you know, the day before announcing like little things like, Oh, here's this thing. And strangely, they're saying like, here's the thing tomorrow, but don't be ex- too excited. Or, you know, like they kind of give like caveats, <laughs> right. To kind of bring people's expectations down. And I think um, after some of the recent ones, people have been kind of critical or at least a lot of the fandom has been kind of like frothing for more info right and so i think now that with this leak kind of happening at this it's like the perfect storm of all this attention now just being on all this stuff Mm because it's like it's at least some nintendo news for nintendo people because if you're in like the nintendo news business at least your podcast you do all kinds of news but if you're like purely from a nintendo news business this is a very slow year right there's (laughs) just not much to grasp onto but this hasn't been the first year that it's been sort of slow like this it's not but I, i think this is getting amplified and of course there's covid and and they did say that in in front of like some of their recent streams but i think they would maybe need a little bit of a stronger statement, like a little more direct or stronger of a statement to say like, Hey, like we're really, you know, dealing with some of these work from home struggles and, and COVID's really affecting us. And so, um, you know, it just might be a lot longer until you hear about these titles or whatever. They're kind of dancing around it a little, even though it's Mm -hmm. like implied. Um, I think it would help if they just kind of went out of their way to like say it specifically. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. 
for me, even though I, I'm a huge Nintendo fan, it doesn't bother me too much just because I'm so busy and <laughs> like have all these other things to play. So it's <laughs> like, and honestly, I don't mind if anyone takes their time. Honestly, push things as much as you need it. I'd rather the game be quality than to have something rushed where your staff is yeah. maybe like under crunch. You know, I, I'm really don't like that kind of a scenario. And so really take all the time you need. But it, it would be, I think, from a PR or marketing point of view, maybe a good idea to at least say something or, you know, get out in front of it a little bit. Right. Well, thank Agreed. you for educating us. <laughs> I I had seen a yeah. lot of this going on online, but I didn't, I didn't know the details and the nitty gritty of it. So I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate you. Telling it's us exciting. About that. Even before we got live, went live, you know, I've been following it all day. Just little blips come up and someone mm -hmm. just got one of the, there was a Mario 64 enemy that was cut from the game and they went from like finding the enemy model files to being able to like, access the files to be able to like render what it would look like to now actually inject it into the game like playable all the code like what yeah they're now they like have this enemy that was never seen before it was totally cut from the game and now he's like fully like they've injected him in the game where like they can play with how he would work so it's just like such a weird time <laughs> yeah, this is crazy knew, that like, people can get get it this would be happening blows my mind. some of these people are incredibly talented and incredibly smart wow yeah, definitely. I would, I mean, again, and it's hard because for you being such a big fan, it's like you want to be excited and like about stuff like that. But again, on the, on the other side, it is kind of sad for like. Uh, yeah. Them. And a lot of people are nerding but out, of course, about like the Luigi, which is, I mean, that is pretty cool. But yeah, I kind of like, I like seeing like their organization and their file structures. And because yeah. like um, <laughs> someone found out that there was like in a little bit of Ocarina of Time code in reuse in animal crossing on the n64 and i like seeing that kind of stuff because it's like it shows you like kind of their process because you know a lot of times you know nowadays you can use unreal or unity or different engines right game engines but um you know a lot of big companies will oftentimes just code their own or start from scratch mm -hmm. and nintendo's traditionally just done their own thing so it's kind of cool to see them reuse bits of code from like other of their games into like other games so yeah people found like zelda code in animal crossing and they found like zelda sprites actually from possibly from that satellite thing that i was talking about they found some sprites from one of the satellite zelda games like hidden in the animal crossing files <laughs> and stuff and people don't know why like you know why yeah, is it in there? It of course, in Animal there, Crossing, yeah. in the GameCube and N64 version, you could play classic games in your house. Like, you could play oh. some NES game. So people think it was planned where they would, like, unlock one of those satellite games, like, in Animal Crossing. Who knows? We yeah. don't know. It's just speculation. Huh. But, but it just so, so cool to see all that kind of, like, behind-the-scenes stuff that they're so kind of tight-lipped about. Mm -hmm. Well, finishing that up, do we want to talk a little bit about the pricing? Uh, expert yeah, we'll mode? dive into yeah, let's dive into our expert mode. Yeah. Well, now time um, for some uh, conversations. About, so, like, I mentioned this to Kayla. She's like, what, what should be our main topic? And I was like, um, just thinking about, like, new consoles. And then, like, I got excited because I thought the PlayStation was about to be, you know, we could pre-order the new PlayStation a couple of days, like, maybe a week ago. So I'm just I'm just on the edge of my seat waiting for a price for this thing. Um, and then with the NBA, um, is it NBA Live? Don't play a lot of sports games. So I, I don't remember. I don't know. Sports either. games is a blind spot, but it's NBA 2K, whatever the next one is. I think it's is MB NBA Live may not be a thing anymore. I do not know. I'll look NBA it up. NBA 2K. I said 2K. 21. 
is uh will cost ps5 and series x versions will cost 69.99 so with all that being said the topic has been um there was an interview that sean Layden did i forgot who he did it with yeah he still lives he's still around oh yeah um talking about like games should be shorter and this goes along with costs too like you know longer i feel like games that are being made for years and also take hours to complete maybe should cost more yeah so that's the, that's the topic today what do you guys think where do you think it's headed? Is it here to stay at 60 bucks or will we see an increase? I think I just found, I think I found the interview you're talking about um, where he says, I would welcome a return to the 12 to 15 hour AAA game. Does that sound right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Personally, I would I too. Don't think <laughs> I, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I I'm do sort think, of, I'm yeah. sort of in that uh, realm as well. Well, I think that, I mean, for I mean, for me personally, I feel like that that would be a lot more achievable to to complete in a, a in a reasonable amount of time. But I mean, it, then I think about you know, I just finished the Last of Us Part Two, and like even though that was like a what twenty five hour game, mm-hmm. um, that was just such an amazing experience, and I wouldn't want to take anything away from that. Is the only like that's another good point, you know? Like, so I don't know. I kind of feel well, both ways about that. With Last of Us Part Two, it's a perfect example. That's the one that started yeah. making me, or made me think, like, would I have paid more for this game? Yeah. Like, the base level game. And I honestly said I would. Like, for the amount of time I had and the level of polish and acting, writing, the whole experience was worth more than $60, in my opinion. And I, I, I would agree, have paid 80 yeah. for it. I think I would have too, honestly. Uh, I mean, I would, I would have been have he- more hesitant. You said you wouldn't. You said you wouldn't. I would have, yeah. I definitely oh, okay. would have. So but, I mean, for the, me, like the price thing is interesting because, um, well, this is one of the reasons I didn't have a lot of games. Games have always been expensive. Yeah, games, right. yeah. When I was a kid, you know, in the late '80s and early '90s, they were still fifty dollars, and that was in the '90s. So I mean, that's like a hundred dollar equivalency, practically almost. Yeah. These days, and and I mean, I remember Ocarina of Time specifically was, I believe, it was seventy nine or eighty dollars. Um, so there's been a lot of games even back then that were already at that price point. It really mm-hmm. wasn't until I, I guess like PS2 that things start seem to solidify like 49, I believe, mm-hmm. um, around that time things started really hit 49 consi- consistently. And then you didn't see another jump until whatever, like 360, right? And PS3, and then it jumped to 59, but it's been 59 for a very long time. Long time. Yeah. 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 And so, well, there's a lot to unpack, I guess, with it because yeah, I guess the question is, is 59, you know, reasonable or should it cost more? A lot of a lot of the devs have said the you know the excuse for a long time was the whole whole reason we're doing microtransactions now is because games cost so much more to make and they're still 59 dollars and so we have to kind of subsidize that with um, you know other kind of revenue streams. I don't know if I fully buy that. I, I agree that games do cost more to make, right? They're investing a lot more. Um, but I don't know if they have to, right? And and that's mm-hmm. what we're talking about. Like, do you need to spend $300 million on this 200-hour game? Or can you yeah. make it for half that or a third that and cut the length down as well, you know? Yeah. Um, there's kind of a lot to it, like game length and game price. That's the other problem is like, 
perceived value, I guess, because yeah. now, at least with console games, I think Steam has helped a lot or PC gaming has helped because there's a lot of Steam sales and different prices. And now Games Pass is probably going to help even more. But yeah. I think with physical games, when they're 59, whenever you would see a game that's 49 or 39, it makes it feel like it's maybe not as good of a game. Like the quality is I lower. I can see that, yeah. I guess, I, yeah, I definitely know I'm either, it's either going to be a shorter game, not as polished. But I don't think that should be the case, right? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know, and so I, I think games the problem yeah. is... Outer, Outer World or Outer Wilds was one of the best games I played last year. And I, sp- I feel like I spent like 20 bucks on it. Mm-hmm. Probably not even that. I, I think f- one thing that we need to do, they need to get the... It's probably their fault with marketing, I guess, but they need to get consumers into the idea that price doesn't equate quality i think mm-hmm. um because mm-hmm. and i think we're getting there again like games pass helps because now it's kind of getting confusing as far as like what right. do what am i paying for games i don't know i'm paying a monthly fee yeah like yeah. and then steam sales and bundles yeah. and like it's it, it is getting a little bit confusing as far as like because now you're just getting stuff and playing it and you're like wow this is great mm-hmm. and you're not having any preconceived notions like oh this is just a 15 dollars game right, or whatever yeah. right um, so I think that's like one issue. Um, I do think, I think they will go up eventually. I, I yeah. know like initially the NBA thing came out and people were like, oh, this is what next gen games are going to, are going to cost. And then suddenly you had like Ubisoft saying like, oh, we're committed. You know, everything's going to be 59 for now or something, whatever they worded it made it sound like, yeah. you know, they're going to change it eventually. I think a mm-hmm. new generation of consoles is like the perfect time to change it because I think so too. Yeah, people kind of expect that, I guess, a little bit. But it's also now you're dealing with weird like global economic downturns and stuff. So mm-hmm. would raising it also hurt you in the long run just because of the, kind of the state of where we're at right now? Like, oh, there's a lot of this is a this is a complex topic. Let's just say. <laughs> It really is. I mean, there's a lot of layers to it, but it's it's interesting hearing y'all's opinion. I feel like we all kind of agree in the same area. I do think that if they were going to to raise it, I mean, it now would be a good time, like you said, with with the new generation of consoles coming out. It would make more sense, in my opinion. But but on the flip side too, like um, I, know I saw your eyes light up when Josh said Games Pass, Kayla. Yeah, yeah. Game, Games Pass is a great option, and with Games Pass, I wouldn't have to worry about paying, right? You know, whatever for a game if I'm paying ten dollars a month. Like, how does that? How does services like Games Pass? I wonder, like, affect the cost of games. Mm-hmm. We don't know. I don't, um, I don't, I don't the, know. And I don't know as a. I don't have any deals. I'm. You know, I just started my development. One journey. day, man. But, one day. Um, these are. They seem to be under very tight NDAs. Um, so, like a lot of these developers, I have heard them say that it's been worth it for them. So, you might think like, well, what is the? What do they get out of it? Like their game just goes up on there and and people download it for free or or whatever the monthly fee. But um, from what it sounds like, there's some kind of. Incentive kind of for them to do yeah. that, I guess. Must be a kickback. Yeah, some kind of it, whether I mean, it's an initial payment yeah. and then, you know, payment based on certain download brackets, or if it's some kind of split of some fee. Who knows? I don't. I really don't know. But um, mm-hmm. it, from people who have been on the service, developers have said that it has been beneficial to them. So, and it actually increases sales outside of that. Interestingly mm-hmm. enough. Because it's I guess it like brings the, awareness. It's like marketing budget almost, right? Yeah. It's bringing awareness. It's like put on the and so other people on other platforms or when it's not on there anymore or whatever the situation is, they just mm-hmm. buy it and it kind of just brings more customers. So. I, I, I can sort of say the same thing about the Epic Game Store. 
mm-hmm. and ooblets and like certain uh it's a different obviously you're not paying monthly for uh uh games like games pass with epic but it's it is another like just hard to say like that was like a kickstarter campaign too originally i don't know all the story my friend laura was on a episode yeah way back when talking about her uh beat she was really upset with ooblets going to uh the epic game store um but i'm sure like I've sort of rambled on, and I don't know how this relates to the combo now. But well, I think what <laughs> you're okay. you're getting to is like thank you. They were like a I've Kickstarter been a lot today, and then now suddenly they're on this service, and and there was actually there was a lot of controversy surrounding that at the time, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but they went to this service. Some people already paid for the game. Yeah. Or- well and then a lot of people just don't like feel comfortable spending stuff or having an account with epic and so they felt like they were kind of out that or forced into that situation or or whatever like you know the developers sold out but at you know at the end of the day it does help them with like discoverability which is a huge issue and and getting their name out there and um you know by the time I release things, who knows what services will be out, but <laughs> I've definitely thought about like, what, am, what is my plan going to be? Right. I don't I know. Mean, I'm definitely interested. I have no idea. The game should be $80. $80. Yeah, done. that's what I'm going for. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Hey, that might be the price of things then, you know? No, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Pricing hasn't uh, been set yet. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure though. I mean, I, I do think that like, the prices will always vary and hopefully you're right like that eventually it won't be directly tied to what we feel like the quality of the game's going to be um and i think that things like i I don't personally use game pass but i really want to after jerica has sold me on it um because i think that that's i don't even even have it at the moment but i will i got it for pc gotcha so yeah i think that's always like like i've always thought of like a lot of the game prices because this has always been a topic as far as like the price of games. My mom famously told me, um, you know, when I, when I got my own job, I wouldn't want to spend my money, you know, that I earned <laughs> on, on video games so much. Uh, of course that like backfired completely. Cause that's like all <laughs> I would spend money on, but the, the, the price kind of thing, you know, has been kind of a constant discussion really like from the beginning. And I think that um, if you think of it, like, I always like to think of it in like entertainment, bucks or something where like what other forms of entertainment could I spend money on whether it's like music or movies or something like you know a movie nowadays like an IMAX is like what almost $20 like $15 $16 that's just a ticket you know if you don't (laughs) uh, yeah they don't exist right now but if you don't buy um you know popcorn or drinks or whatever just the ticket is $15 or $16 for 90 minutes right so if you think of it that way you know 60 dollars for 40 hours or whatever it is that's really not that bad even 80 dollars, even 80 dollars that's a really good deal replay it and like keep it and do if you look at online games where you might spend hundreds of hours like no man's sky i bought one time when it came out for like 20 dollars or whatever it is and then who knows i mean however many hours i've put in over the year or however long it's been out a couple years you know that's a good deal that 20 dollars has really been worth it and then you, you know, even get into like, like one of my favorite games to play right now is Apex Legends, which is free. And uh, I've <laughs> sunk in like 150 hours into that. Like, I'll be honest, this is a controversial opinion with some of my friend groups, but um, I don't mind like cosmetic microtransactions and stuff like that. I don't um, either. I don't mind no, I don't sometimes either. spending money in those. Uh, I've spent money in Destiny for cosmetic things. Dude, uh, Overwatch, I've spent so much money in I've Destiny. I've spent a lot of, not a lot, but like, 
I've spent some money in Overwatch just because it's like mm-hmm. I want some cool cosmetics, I, especially yeah. when they're free. Like, uh, I don't think I actually spend anything in Apex. I do like Apex, but like, mm-hmm. I think it's a reasonable system. But I, I know like now that anytime you hear just the word like microtransaction, it kind of mm-hmm. gets people riled up. <laughs> but I think it's, you know, reasonable. You're offering your game for free and, and there's things you can offer people to buy it. Like, if I if the game's free and it, like you said you spent a hundred hours or hundred fifty hours, yeah, honestly, if you okay. spent fifty dollars in microtransactions, what's the big deal? You know, yeah. it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> I don't. I personally, I don't <laughs> mind microtransactions. I don't usually partake in them just because I I would feel like I would go down a rabbit hole and like not come back. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't. I I agree that I don't see a problem with it, especially if the game is free and I mean you're getting so much out of it without having to spend anything. Else I know some of their char- your, some of theirs choice, are characters, yeah. right? And so. It's kind of almost like more yeah. like DLC in a sense, but yeah. Yeah. With Apex, I mean, yeah, there, but there are um, ways that you can also get them by earning throughout the game without spending money. So there's pretty much only a few things that I would say that you can't get um, for free in that game. So I do think like it does become interesting because like they're sustained by microtransactions. And then when we talk about Game Pass, like Ori is kind of on Game Pass and it's free ish it was free but you're paying the subscription mm-hmm. but um you know they just showed in the microsoft showcase they're doing all these upgrades to it and continuing some stuff it's like yeah where does that money come from you know it's kind of weird to think about like they're not getting even no man's sky right it's a one-time purchase and they're still working on it or another example would be like shovel knight where they're still releasing free content and it's it's, it's a it's a big value and i think developers do that continue to support their game for months or years yeah sorry my airpods died so i had a moment but i'm good now <laughs> i heard it cut out briefly but you're, you're fine yeah i did too gotcha and i was like oh it's fine sorry guys we're good but yeah we're just we're learning with the i think we had a good discussion yeah but what do you think like would you spend if let's say if 2021 all developers did decide okay yeah it is going to be you know ten dollars more it's gonna be 70 dollars games yeah. yeah let's pretend that happened what would your opinion be on that i would think it makes sense yeah i mean even though i would like if, if games yeah. are still it, here's the thing i foresee this happening if somebody if somebody big does it once i see it sort of catching on um like if assassin's creed valhalla if they would have came out and said that their price point was gonna if Without if, if they would have made that decision, I th- guarantee it. You would have saw, or you would have seen like more developers, publishers following suit. I like agree, if someone yeah. big would have made that decision, so I think I don't so. Know it gets was- messy though because then you're like, oh, we need to rise raise the price because this is the next gen. But you think Nintendo's gonna just leave their games lower priced? They're gonna be like, no, we yeah, want to no. sell it for more too. But then people are gonna, That's well, true. but this is still like 1080p yeah. or whatever, you know. <laughs> so it's like. It gets so messy. Just sort of it stuck. gets sloppy. Everybody's just stuck on the wall, and they're just like, Who's gonna make I don't know. And then yeah. the kind of the other debate that people talk about is like, why is the physical game the same price as the digital game when there's like less, you know, like overhead and less production costs, yeah. and you know, but then people, the publishers say, well, the the digital price is closer to like what the margins they want or whatever. You know, I don't know. Yeah, it gets really. Sloppy, that's a whole I other guess. thing digital yeah. versus physical we had a whole episode about that too but not necessarily about the pricing <laughs> aspect but i think that also I, actually really... i listened to that one i'm yeah. such a yeah. fan oh yeah. that was one of our first ones i think that was like our second one i think i don't know that was that was an older i don't remember one, but... which one yeah because uh i was really sad because i didn't get ghosts of 
Tsushima on physical and I'm sort of sad about it because it's the last PlayStation exclusive of this generation. I'm very surprised. I feel like I I got it digitally because I just didn't want to go to the store. That's I what didn't I didn't want to have to yeah. pick it up. <laughs> well, right now, especially like, you know. I know. Uh, I downloaded Paper Mario digitally as well, which is not like me, but I did. Oh, um, well, you think about this year being that year that people are being pushed to do more digital purchasing. Course, wonder yeah. if that convinces developers and uh, publishers to be more have that idea of like let's not ship disc anymore yeah, yeah. i don't know i don't uh, there's know been some inter- uh what was it capcom recently a couple of weeks ago they've released they said i don't know the numbers off the top of my head but their numbers for digital sales were it was significant like it was most of their sales were digital versus physical um so it does kind of you know wonder you wonder what happens saves. well and you know the kind of the thing they don't like to talk about either is a lot of the publishers don't like the secondhand market um, as far as used games because yeah, they I'm like sure, yeah. to have all the control over that, you know? And so kind secondhand. of, you know, they would love to go all digital and, and there's less logistics. Um, so I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Yeah, for sure. I think this was a good, a great discussion about pricing for sure. We'll see what the Did future holds. I don't hear Kayla anymore. Oh, yeah, I got disconnected a little bit. You there, Kayla? Hold on. Oh, there. I hear. Yes. Yeah, yeah we hear you. <laughs> and the, but, yeah, and so that, that means... Uh... 2020 uh, live call situations. Yeah. yeah. But I think that pretty well, much wraps up. been excellent. Excellent discussion. Yeah. Thanks for so much for coming, Josh. I've been wanting to have you on since the beginning. So thank you yeah, for I've, coming Yeah, uh, I've been wanting this. to come on here. And thanks for having me. Um, been wanting to check it out. So yeah. I'm glad to finally see your um, exceptional production values uh, <laughs> firsthand. You know, do you're you have so anything you want to plug this evening before we go? Um, oh yeah, I mean yeah. Well, there's not much to plug because honestly, as I said, <laughs> the 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 2020 yeah. situations kind of made the news slow. Course, yeah. um, you can check out you know what I'm doing on at um, basiclunch.com. Um, yeah, we can link it in our description if y'all yeah, want to check it out. Yeah, that's kind of the game. But again, you know, I have a newsletter there. going to send out, you know, when I have new updates or character announcements. But uh, I was your first I, I, I had I started with one character, like the main character. And like right around that time is when, I think it was in March, right? I, I launched I that. So. And then right around that time, things started getting real crazy in America here. And so uh, after that, I was like, oh, I'm going to kind of hold off on some of these yeah. like updates a little bit just because wild times that we right, live in. Right. Um, but yeah, basiclunch.com. And, uh, you know, my Twitter's at Josh Langley, um, but I'm not tweeting too much right now either i'm mostly a lurker a lurker um, but i'll tweet more kind of as i think my last tweet was in march when i posted that <laughs> um update but uh, like Sean definitely Lane. gonna be as things get more active um be tweeting more on there oh and if trust you me watch we'll, we will definitely someone from the start who doesn't know what they're doing kind of work through things that's <laughs> that's me we can do our own documentary. Yeah. Like they did for Kojima. You should let me just follow yeah, you Yeah, in 20 around. years, I'll find all these files and <laughs> <laughs> notes. And This I'll, is how he did I'm going to grow this really long beard and follow you around your studio. They're going to find <laughs> this uh, picture um, from this call right here of you uh, in the background with Dina's armpit behind you. Yeah. Smoking <laughs> my fake cigarette. Yep. They're going to find it. That's so funny. Like a time all capsule. Right. 
Well, thank you again. And we'll for sure link everything in the, in the description so you guys can check him out. Um, but thanks guys so much for listening. Uh, we just came out a few days ago, but we're back again today. We're back again, <laughs> baby. We're in it. We in it. We're in it to win it. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Right. Bye. Yeah. Bye. 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 Hey guys, thanks for listening to JK Games. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JK Games Podcast. Also subscribe to us on Twitch at JK Gamescast to watch a stream sometime. If you have any questions, comments, or corrections, email us at jkgamespodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening from. Until next time, this is Jerrica.